Good morning, folks, and welcome to the very first episode of a brand new podcast called Your Turn. I am your host, Zach Anderson, and I want to start off by thanking you all for tuning in and listening to uh, me talk about one of my favorite topics in the world, board games. Now, this is the first time I've ever made a podcast, so thank you very much for giving me a chance, and hopefully um, you'll, you'll find some good nuggets of information Maybe you'll hear about a new board game. Who knows? But again, I just want to thank you all for tuning in and giving me this chance. I'd like to start off by telling you a little bit about myself and who I am and kind of why you should listen. Um, I am a social studies teacher. I teach middle school um, in California. It is one of the most amazing jobs of all time. I love teaching. I love what I do. And it is so phenomenal. But Just as with any job, you need a way to ease your mind and de-stress after a long day. And that's where this wonderful hobby that I've gotten into over the last five years, six technically, has really come into fruition, and that is board gaming. Um, I play board games at least once a week, um, sometimes twice a week if I'm lucky. I I, I am a lover of board games. And I want to give a quick shout out to my buddy my buddy Mike, for really showing me this hobby and getting me into it. Um, Now, I also do play video games. Um, I've been playing those for as long as I can remember, but this podcast is more about the the board games that I play and and those games that I love. So now I kind of want to talk about why I'm creating this podcast. I mean, like I said, this is the first time I've ever made a podcast, first time I've ever done recording, and... And the real reason behind it is my desire to share out my new I- my my ideas. They're not really new ideas because I'm sure someone has had them before, but they're just sharing my thoughts, my opinions, and get spreading spreading the love for board games, appreciating games that I that I love, talking about games that I want to play, games that are that haven't maybe even come out yet, but they're games that I'm interested in and vested in, and just want to. I just want to share it with, with you all, my listeners, as well as just talking about them. Because I find that when I am talking with my with my board game group or with people who are getting into the hobby, there's such a joy and brings such happiness to talk about this subject. And I want that to continue on, on a little bit of a bigger scale. Now, my podcast, I'll be posting every couple weeks, probably every two weeks, maybe every three um, to start, I haven't really figured that part out yet. But what it's going to look like is each episode, I'm going to be talking about two or three games. This could be brand new games, you know, like Wingspan, which I haven't gotten a chance to play yet. Uh, it could be older games like Pitch Car or Settlers of Catan. Could be any number of games. It's all just kind of what what I've been playing most recently, or what's kind of been sticking out in my mind. Um, I'm going to discuss, you know, what brought these games to my attention, why I own a giant box of Thunderstone Quest, why I ended up backing Master of the Galaxy on Kickstarter, or, you know, why I own a good number, maybe half a dozen, of Unlock Escape Room games, when not two years ago I loathed those games beyond belief. So I'm going to talk about why I bought certain games um, and why why I play certain games over others. And lastly, it's, it's 
most of my most of the episodes will just be kind of my random thoughts on these games. You know how I, what I think of different things or fun little stories about the games. Kind of see how that flows. Looking towards the future of what exactly this game, this this podcast, um, might include. I'm thinking maybe another line down the lines. I might do more official reviews. You know, take games that I both own and are coming out, and give you a breakdown of these are the positives, these are the negatives. Coming up with some rating score. You know, I'm not going to do a a stars or a thumbs or a whatevers. Um, I'll come up with some new scale that I can do these things on, and and rate these games on. But that's that's a little bit further down the road. Um, I have had some friends, both um, new and old friends, who have suggested that they want to be on the podcast with me. Have kind of a guest guest appearance things where we can talk about their favorite games or games they really enjoy. Or I have a I have a good friend Jason who is a little bit more into the creating of games and breaking down the mechanics, and it'd be really fun to have him on one of these um, episodes. But again, that's 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 further down. And the last thing I've been thinking about is, right now this is a purely audible medium. It's it's purely me talking. You might be sitting there looking at the internet while you're listening to me. You might be driving your car while listening to me. I don't really know. Um, but if you are driving, please be safe. Um, I would hate for any of you to crash while listening to my podcast. But I might, down the road, move over to a more visual um, medium. Move to something more like a YouTube, where I am recording my videos um, and showing you how to play the game or maybe a live stream play of, of, of these games. I have a plethora of games that I could do that with. I'm, I'm sure you all would love to watch me fail miserably at Arkham Horror or, you know, get killed by snow in Robinson Crusoe or, you know, play any Euro game and just get my, you know, last place handed to me as I score, you know, less than 30 points. Um, well, as everyone else has hundreds, but it's all fun and games. So we'll see where exactly this takes us for the adventure, for for how how this podcast goes. I'm really excited to, to take this journey. I'm excited to test all these new things and see what really happens. And again, I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to me and giving me this chance. With that all being said, uh, today's episode... Um, it's going to be a shorter one, maybe uh, about 10, 15 more minutes. But today we're going to talk about two games that are rather near and dear to my heart. One has been one of my favorite games for the last three years. The other one uh, I honestly actually started off hating beyond belief and has now become a staple in my collection. I love this game. It is one that whenever I have big groups or groups that just kind of want to have a silly fun time, this is a game that I bring out. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the games, I'll tell you you know, who you can pick it up from, and so on and so forth. Alright, so our first game today is Spyfall 2. This is the sequel to Spyfall. Um, Spyfall 2 came out in 2016, and it was designed by Alexander Ushan. Uh, I'm sorry, Alexander, if I butchered your name, um, but hopefully I get better as time goes on. This game was published by Hobby Lobby LLC and uh, Cryptozoic Entertainment. 
This is a game of deception and deceit and trying to figure out who among you is a spy and does not actually know your true location and who you can trust. Um, I, I will tell you, that I, I, I kind of made it sound a little bit more serious than it really is. This game is really all about the laughing and how hilarious it can get as the night goes on and as you keep playing and the questions just start to flow through um, the experience. So if you are looking for a game that you want to be laughing continually but also trying to figure out who is, is on your side and who isn't, then this is a game you might want to pick up. Now this is a game that, as I said earlier, I originally did not like. I hated this game when I first played it. Now, I originally had played Spyfall, the first one, and in the last six months or so, decided to give Spyfall 2 a shot and give it another try. Um, now, the reason I hate it is I can't bluff. I can't lie when put on the spot. I cannot conceivably fake my way through a scenario where everyone else knows what's going on, but I don't. I'm just not good at it. And so this caused me an incredible amount of stress as I was playing this game. I was worried that everyone could read my face and they knew that I was the spy off the bat and that I wasn't going to be able to make it to you know the end of the eight minute timer, which is the end of the round. And so for the first the, the few times that I played the original, I would uh, I would sabotage. I would, you know, th as soon as someone asked me a question, doesn't matter if it was the first question, I would throw down my card, showing that I'm the spy, and I would try to guess where we are, thereby ending the game. Now, um, I, I hindsight 2020, right? Um, I realized that was a jerk thing to do, and I want to apologize to everyone I've played the game with, you know, Mike, Garrett, Joel, Corbin, Tess, Julia, everyone, I'm sorry for being such a sabotage to the game. Um, but as I've played more of the of the second one, Spyfall 2, I've found more joy in the game. Found those aspects of, I still can't lie, but trying to figure out, and it has, it's really become a puzzle for me. Um, trying to figure out, okay, they're using clues to let each other know where they are. What can I figure out through that to to guess your actual location? And sometimes I've been right, sometimes I've been wrong, um, but it is never a dull moment playing this game. Now, one of the things that I absolutely love about this game is there are 20 different locations um, that each session can take place in, and these range from weddings to rock concerts to an old folks' home. And... Each player is given a character that they are playing at this location, and every every location, every character adds diversity and variety to what we're doing and how we're playing, and it is it is always enjoyable. When my my friend Jason was a uh, a fanatical fan at a race car track, and his first question. He just wooed as loud as he can, and that was the most entertaining thing. And we ended up losing a minute of our time because we spent that many minute laughing at just how ridiculous he had gotten. Because he is he is not normally that 
that kind of individual. Um, so it was very enjoyable. Now, the, the other thing I, I want to mention about one of the reasons I love this game is the open-ended questions. And they always seem so vague um, because you might be trying to figure out, okay, is this person at the gas station? And therefore you ask them, do you like cherry or blue raspberry better? And when you first hear it, you're, you might think, oh, that's really a random question that has nothing to do with where we are until you start to really think about it and process it and realize they're talking about slushies or they're talking about slurpees or whatever the case may be. And so all these open-ended, vague questions lead for a very interesting experience where you are trying not to laugh as you're asking someone, you know, do you like goldfish crackers? And, and then you also throw in this aspect of, okay, this person is playing a character or might be playing a character because it doesn't, doesn't, the rules don't tell you you have to play your character. So I've seen people who, who didn't play their characters and just answered honestly, which made it really difficult, but still made it really fun. Everyone, it's, it's really a fair shot. Now, the game does say that you can play it with 3 to 12 people. I have not tried it with 3. Um, I'm not really sure if I'd want to try it with 3, just because that would seem very difficult for the spy. Um, and very limits the, the questions you can ask. Um, usually, I've played it with between 6 and 9 people. And it is phenomenal. Um, I haven't tried it with the two spy variant yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to that and what hilarity ensues there. Um, with all that being said, again, this has been Spyfall 2. It's a game I have really enjoyed. Um, I, I always look forward to, to pulling it out because I know that it's just going to end in, in laughter and joking and some hilarious stories of, hey, do you remember that one time that you were a toddler at a gas station? And your response to every question had something to do with, like, food you found in your car seat. Oh, so much fun. Such an enjoyable game. All right. So the second game that I would like to talk to you about this morning is currently one of the three games I currently have rated a, a 10 on Board Game Geek. And that is Arkham Horror LCG, or Arkham Horror The Living Card Game, or Arkham Horror The Card Game. This board game was designed by Nate French and Matthew Newman. Thank you both. This is a fantastic game. Uh, it was published by Christian Peterson and Fantasy Flight Games. This game came out in 2016, so about three years ago now. And this game is expansive and thematic and really draws you in. So a few random thoughts about this game first and foremost is the thematic immersion. I have tried the original Arkham Horror board game. Well I guess it was second edition. I've tried Arkham Horror 3rd edition. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to play Eldritch Horror yet though I know it's been out for quite a while. I'm sorry I'll get to it. I've also played Mansions of Madness which and while the, all those games are enjoyable and they're fun and they're stressful none of them get me into the theme as much as Arkham Horror the card game this game on a continual basis gets me engaged in what's going on and the the, the setting around me I really always feel that I am in the story and I'm in the world you know I'm playing as a debutante or a musician or a private investigator 
and I'm having to fight these demon otherworldly beings and Cthulhu and creepy cultists and stuff like that and I can't do anything about it because my cards are not right but that is part of the game that is part of this love and twisting and turning of like oh no I really want to do this but if I do this I can't go over there and I need to go over there because oh no that the library is haunted now and ooh that's creepy and it it's stressful it is so stressful. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat there for a good five minutes just trying to decide which card do I play to get me out of this awful situation only to realize I can't get out of this awful situation. I am dead. The every, the every This game is purely a card game, hence why it's called Arkham Horror, the card game. But the cards are beautiful from the player cards to the act and agenda cards the artwork is amazing it just adds to the elements of the world around you from the creepy monsters to the wonderful guard dog who's chewing on a creepy tentacle um, everything really draws you in and you really start to feel like you are in the environment even more and more with, with each card the flavor text on the card that draws you in again really connects you to what you're doing one of the greatest things about this game though for me is the community um, of players i i have i've found a wonderful community on facebook that is that plays the game that enjoys the game that's talking about the game and what's happening what's coming out and the best cards to use for this or that and I mostly play this game solo, so having that community to, to lean on and to look for advice from is very helpful. And they're so inviting and accepting. I went to an, an event for Arkham Horror in Minnesota this last October, and I, I went alone, and I didn't know what exactly to expect or what was going to happen. And sadly, I, I didn't bring my cards with me, which that was a stupid moment. But... I was invited by at least three or four different groups to join their games, to play with their cards, and they were more than happy to share. This was something I wasn't expecting. I was more so expecting like the, ugh, you didn't bring your cards, you can go sit over there. You can go play this other game. But, I, I mean, I, I did turn them down because I, there were other things I was wanting to experience, but just that offer of friendship was so high that I'm looking forward to that event year after year now to feel that community, to feel that um, joy and, and shared experience and we all love this game. Some people do love it more than I do but it was still this environment of we're all here to celebrate and love on this one thing and that was an amazing feeling. You know, currently there are Four or five kind of deluxe story expansions to Arkham Horror. I only own two of them. Um, and I own about half of the expansions, uh, miniature kind of expansions for it. But even then, that uh, there is so much to this game and so much story that this might be a game that I, I play again and again and again and again and having different results and different experiences each time. As I said, I've played this game mostly solo, but I have played it with 
a few friends introducing them to it and and they they've seemed to like it they've seemed to really enjoy it and it's just it, the the difference between one player and two player is just you have that other person to bounce ideas off of and get help from when you are struggling beyond belief and trust me you will struggle this game is hard but it is still so much fun uh, my last little thought about this game is in board gaming i learned that dice will betray you they might pretend to be your friend they might act like they really like you but dice are going to betray you and they will come back and kick you in the butt over and over and over again this game arkham horror the card game doesn't have dice there are cards and there's a chaos bag and those two things betray you just as much if not more than dice um i have gone into tests in this game where there was i was ahead by four points there was no way i could have lost unless i drew the automatic fail token guess what i then drew from the chaos bag yeah i'm sure you guessed it the automatic fail token and this is not that just happened once this has happened again and again and again and every time i'm sitting there going there are about 11 tokens in this bag and i pulled the one the one that i could not pull and i swear i'm pretty sure that tentacle token was looking at me going <laughs> you messed up yeah the chaos bag will murder you because it's funny stupid chaos bag though i do still love you thank you cthulhu i cannot say enough good things about this game now i again this isn't a review on it i'm not i'm not employed by fantasy flight i'm not employed by hobby world force by fall 2 this is just my thoughts this is just some teacher in california giving you what he thinks about these games um Alright folks, and now it is your turn to go out and play some games. I have been your host, Zach Anderson, and I want to again thank you all for tuning in and listening to me today. You can find uh, me here at SoundCloud. I will be back in about two more weeks with another episode about a couple more board games. And if you'd like to check me out on Instagram, you can find me at z.a underscore your turn, where I post pictures of the games I've been playing and the ones I am learning and planning on playing. So again, thank you so much, and good luck with all of your rolls and turns of the cards. Have a good one, folks.